This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. Oh, welcome to the show. Jets at Noon. Cam Poitras, Jim Toth with you, uh, setting you up for the pregame show at 4 o'clock right here on 680 CJOB. Winnipeg Jets, Buffalo Sabres. Uh, puck drop again right here on our airwaves on 680 CGOB at 6 o'clock. Lots to get to. Still to come, uh, latest from the morning skate, Kevin Stenland, Ville Hainala. They didn't play in Detroit, uh, dealing with illness. Has that cleared up? It's Connor Hellebuck. Is he in the net tonight? We'll get to that all as the show continues. But first, bringing on to the show our guest. Uh, awesome to have him on the program once again. Uh, Rob Ray, Sabres television color analyst uh, with us right now. Rob, how you doing? I'm doing very well, guys. How are you? Good, good, good. Uh, how, how is Buffalo? I mean, I know it's been, before we get into uh, get into the game coming up tonight, uh, it's, it's been a real tough year for, for Buffalo. How's the city doing? Uh, the city's doing well. You know, this... Uh... It has been a really tough year, but you know, people here they're resilient, uh, they're proud, they they're hardworking people that they they push through, they uh, support each other extremely well, and you know, I, I think they've just over the years just kind of learned to deal with things in a way that uh, very emotional sometimes, but also very strong in a way too. So you, you just power your way through. Yeah, we complain about snow here sometimes. We don't have lake effect coming off uh, Ontario uh, there. I was just listening to your minus this, that. It's like 45 <laughs> degrees here today. We've had snow for about a total of maybe 10 days all year, two big storms, and within two or three days, all the snow's gone again. So We want to talk hockey, Rob, bad. but I, I think we should have you on for a weather segment once a week just to go, I, oh, come I on, Manitoba, come on. It all. <laughs> Make Whatever us... you need, I can do it. Like, it's Make just us... a natural-born... You know, just just made for just uh, made for who start who's starting in net today uh, tonight for the Sabres, Rob? I'm, I'm guessing UPL because they just made a transaction, brought him back up, sent Jack Quinn uh, uh, to Roch, so he'd probably be the guy in net. He's been on a roll, so you know, as soon as Comrie came available again, it kind of put him in a tough situation. They had to make that transaction, but uh, UPL has been playing great, and I would expect to see him in the pipes here. So along those lines, um, we know the offense is there. I, I think this is a young and up-and-coming team that, that's developing, and, and as we all know in the NHL, that, that the defense can, always trails the offense and they'll get there. How has the goaltending been? And I know Eric Comrie's uh, coming off the injured list, and you mentioned UPL. Uh, Craig Anderson's there. Um, where are they with goaltending this year? It's so far ahead of what they thought. I think coming in they thought it was going to be a huge question mark. And I think that was a big reason why they, they kept Craig here for another year. Um, but when Comrie came in, he played excellent. And all the way up till the day he got injured, he was fantastic. And and then UPL stepped in. And here's a kid. He struggled a lot in the minors. And kind of they were trying to figure out what they really had in this kid. Um, could he play every day? You know, can he play a full year? All, all those questions were asked, answered. And he... Uh, He's been really, really good and, and just seems to be getting more confident all the time. You just see him as a player around the room. You know, he's gone from that little kid hiding behind everybody to being in the forefront now. So he's confident and he believes he should be here and he believes that, you know, he's doing his job. So, you know, he's, he's, he's carried the load for a long time. And Craig, when Craig goes in, Craig's done a good job. You know, maybe one game this year that, uh, you know, had a little bit of a tough night. I think that was against Philly a couple of games ago. 
But other than that, goaltending has not been an issue here with this team. A former player Rob Ray, now a Sabres television color analyst, joining us now. I, I'm high on this team, Rob. I'm, I'm real high on them. Um, I, 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 I looked this up today, and I'm, and I'm sure you'll confirm this for me. The, the youngest team tied for New Jersey is the youngest team in the league. Uh, average age, I think, just under 25 years, years old. And I look at their offensive stats, the Buffalo Sabres, and look at their defensive stats. I, I You can teach defense. You can't teach scoring. And I, I think as these guys become more veteran and they get more experience, you're going to see this team really, really start to shine. But and you're going to you're going to see things even out. But if they can get the defensive side figured out, I mean, this is a team to me that is like you keep watch on them out out there out east in the Eastern Conference because they might be finding their way into the playoffs. They might need all 82 games to do it, but they could be a team that finds their way into the postseason. Yeah, yeah. When you when you struggle for as long as we have, you accumulate pretty good picks. And when they hit and they come in, then you know it makes that that process so much quicker. But you got you got a depth of young guys now that you can lean on, and and they're the guys that you're calling up. And Kevin Adams and Donnie Granado coming into the year was like, hey, we're we're leaning on the young guys. We want them to get hands on experience. Uh, they they've played in Roch. They've been accomplished in Roch. Now we want to be in them to feel good and comfortable here and they've all done a good job all those young kids that have come in have been spectacular so yeah over time it's going to be a real good team and you know on the defensive side too they're they're kids as well but Darlene he's the guy that's just Mm -hmm. you know emerged that he is carrying a load and and power you see power just get stronger and stronger every night uh so yeah the depth is there not only offensively but defensively um and it, it just, it's night to night, it's just amazing sometimes how much they generate offensively, how many chances they get. I can't imagine what the number would be if they capitalized on more of their opportunities they get. But yeah, it's, it, it's a team that's finally got a little depth. And our biggest thing is we finally have speed. We haven't had speed here in five or six years. We went from one of the slowest teams to one of the fastest teams kind of overnight due to that. There's a scene in the movie Step Brothers when Brendan and Dale, the stepbrothers, go to apply for a job. And, <laughs> and the lady's like, they're saying Pam. And he's like, is it Pan? Is it Pan? Are you saying Pam? And I think of that when I see Tage Thompson every night. Is it Tage? Is it Tag? How do you say Tage Thompson? It's Tage. Tage Thompson. Okay, so it's just me then. You guys um, are the only two people I've ever heard that had a problem with that. <laughs> Well, just one of us, apparently, because my co-host is looking at me like, dude, I get it right all the time. So I've just outed myself. But we can't talk Sabres without talking about the season he's having. I, I think a lot of this was, was seen last year, but I don't know if it was to this degree. How good is this young man? Uh, he's, he's really good. And I think the big thing is now he's got confidence. You know, last year, moving him off the wall, getting them to center was huge. Because he's a big kid, he needs room to work. He needs room to get wound up, and and he he's found that. But you know, I think in the past relied on the shot all the time. It was always setting him up for the shot, the big shot. Now you're seeing him make plays in tight. You know, using his body, protecting the puck wide, taking the puck to the net, and then when he does get in tight for for being as tall as he is, he's got unbelievable hands in and around his feet, and that's the same as the shot. The shot that he takes from his feet in tight is phenomenal and he needs about a six inch release that's it it's not a big windup for a big kid he but you know i think he just 
you know, maturity. I think it's just a matter of him feeling confident the maturity level raised and, and, and he understands. But, you know, giving that contract, I think, last year really took a ton of pressure off the kid, too, that he can just go play now. He doesn't have to worry about that stuff, that he can just play his game. And, you know, it's helped. I think Alex Tuck has been a, a big, big push for him and a guy, a big support staff for him. And, you know, they work together a lot. They communicate very well. They play together all the time that he has really helped him gain the confidence that he needs to play his game. But night and day, the kid's fast. He's got a great shot. He's powerful along the walls and not afraid to take the puck to the front of the net in those areas. Then he's been, that's where he's got a lot of his goals this year. You know, the power play, the one timer on the side, but you know, a lot of the other goals are really within, you know, six or eight feet of the, the blue paint, uh, making plays. One more for you here, uh, Rob. Um, you know, and, and you mentioned Alex Tuck, and the first thing I think about is leadership and what he's been able to bring to that team. Who else has stepped up? Because I know that was a big issue the last couple of years. There was no one really, there was no one really leading the charge in that locker room. Alex Tuck, he was a guy brought in from Vegas in the trade uh, to, to sort of step into that role. Who else has kind of uh, you know taken that sort of and, and said, "Listen, get on my back. I'll we'll, we'll we'll go to the promised land together." Well, as soon as they the the Eichels and the and that moved on. It was amazing how guys just stepped up and took charge. And there's been a lot of young guys. Like, Darlene has done an excellent job stepping up. Uh, but Kyle Oposo, Zemgis Gergensen, two guys that, yeah, you know, they cut us in the back weeds, uh, you know, when you had, uh, when Eichel was here and just kind of, you know, kind of carefully stepped around and, and did their thing behind the scenes, but didn't really step up charge because it was kind of put in his hands. And a guy like him didn't really want, he wanted to be the guy. He, he didn't take that advice from other guys very well sometimes. Mm. But the second they left, um, these guys stepped up and they've done a great job. But, uh, you know, I, I think a lot has to do with Donnie Granada just stepping back and allowing the guys to be guys. And, you know, he knows the leadership he has and he allows them to take charge. It's, he's not involved in that kind of stuff very much. And he just puts the trust and faith in those guys that they can do the job. But, yeah, it, I think overall there's been a lot of guys stepped up. But Oposo, Gergensen's, uh, you know, Dolly, you know, probably been the biggest uh, guys that have really just kind of locked onto this group and, and carried the vote. Finally, Rob, what's your take on this Jets team that's coming into Buffalo tonight in this matchup? Uh, to be 100,000% honest with you, I have not watched him play one game this year. Awesome. So it's going to be a learning experience for you tonight, yeah. Rob. It'll be a very big learning experience for me, and uh, hopefully there's nobody on the team that has really tough names because I have a hard time with that. Nobody and named Tage. They say it really fast. <laughs> nobody like Tage yet, and, and uh, <laughs> nobody with Zemgis or anything like that. So that 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 would be, you know, uh, positive on my side. But no, honestly, I. Can't lie to you. All, it's Axel Janssen Fialbi. Axel Janssen Fialbi. All you need to know is they're very slow. They have bad goaltending, and they don't have anybody who can score. Perfect. That's my keys tonight. Then. <laughs> <laughs> always fun, Rob. Uh, Rob Ray, Sabers, uh, television color analyst, joining us. Rob, always appreciate it. Great stuff. You take care and enjoy the game tonight. Anytime, guys. Stay warm out there. Absolutely. Yeah. He's great. Oh, over the years. awesome stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. always good stuff. Um, and, and that's how we'll sell it to anybody who hasn't seen the Jets. It's very slow. Don't well, have good goaltending. Like molasses out can't there. Can't score.
can't move. Can't, score. can't put the puck. No um, confidence. You didn't. You didn't struggle with Tage. I guess not. You do sportscasts no, well, every I, morning, I, so you have to nail it right. I'm, well, I, I, of course, I struggle with names and stuff like that. But I like. I go on YouTube, and I and I've been burned like that before. Where yeah. I watch at least two videos on a name before well, see, I go my, and, suppr- and I and I say it. And I will. I will literally sit in the booth and I will say it six times. Heading into it, and I sometimes I still screw it up. There's no way about it. My concern was we had a situation where maybe like Joel Armia for years, and then he goes to a new city, and it's Yoel. And I thought, like, is it is it Tage or is it Tag or is it Tajay? <laughs> it's Tajay. You should go by that. That sounds better. <laughs> I would Tajay Thompson. I would I, the, if he ever goes to a new city again. Just start with from now on. It's Tajay. He might Tajay Thompson. Know. While we had uh, this year before uh, Michael a- Asamont. Made it on his now way to the Michael. Sharks. Now it's Michael, um, yeah. a former BC Lions quarterback. Yeah, Mike Riley. All this, his mother passed away. Then all of a sudden, he wants to go by Michael. Michael. You know, this, I guess. Yeah, I don't know what was wrong. Reminds me of my friend Naveen. I grew up walking to school with, and once we got to high school, she's like, "You're in high school now. It should be James." No, you're Jim. And I'm like, you're Naveen. not a James. You're a Jim. Yeah. Let's take a break. We'll Until come I run back for office. <laughs> Yeah, and you need people to start taking you a little bit more seriously. Uh, Kevin Stenlin and Ville Hainala, are they back in the lineup? If they return from illness, is Connor Hellebuck going to be in the net tonight? We will tell you when we come back. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Sarah, how are you? I'm great. How are you both? Hi, Sarah. <laughs> Thanks for saying both. Yeah. <laughs> Got to include You can just everyone. say hi to me next time. Forte. Everyone's here. Hi. Forche. Hey, Forche, hey. say hi to Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Oh, what? we chat. We chat. All t- we all chat. The Winnipeg, the Winnipeg yeah. Jets are, uh, yeah, we do chat in the newsroom. The Winnipeg Jets are playing the Buffalo Sabres pregame at four, puck drop at six. Sarah, you like chicken wings, don't you? Do you know that? Who doesn't? Yeah. The Buffalo wings are from Buffalo. I can see the connection. You can see, you can be able to put that one together. <laughs> uh, we're wondering I, if we should include them on the menu at Skadge Pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to figure that out. I've been trying to work out. Would the there be Dryden out. wings? Is there such a thing as Dryden wings? I'm dry not wings. That I'm aware of. Dry wings. <laughs> yeah. Should we go? Hey, Wednesday special trademarked. dry din wings. Yeah. There you go. It's trademarked. Now, Sarah, can I mm-hmm. guess your favorite chicken wing flavor? Okay. Lemon pepper. No. Damn it. Garlic honey. <laughs> yeah, honey. Oh. Garlic honey. Honey garlic. Honey, honey, garlic. <laughs> Same thing. Same thing. No, it's honey. <laughs> but your honey garlic. Yeah. That's your favorite. Yeah. Yes, wow. For sure. Nobody, sure. nobody likes the traditional barbecue teriyaki anymore. Mm. If I see half barbecue, mm, half teriyaki, Can't mango miss. habanero is my favorite, but that's like a very what? You, you don't see that on many menus. What are you having hmm. a bellini with that? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's mango spicy what? and sweet. I can see it. Honey Let's barbecue. See. Oh, Forche's okay. still here. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about wings, of course. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, Forche knows wings, I'll tell you. Oh, that. Forche loves wings. What's your favorite, Forche? I just, uh, you know That's the problem. I don't have a favorite because I can't choose. No, They're like all old. so good. Oh, my, you know what makes the best chicken wings? My mom. My mom mm-hmm. makes fantastic chicken wings. What's her go-to? Uh, it's like uh, garlic, ginger, soy sauce. She puts them in the oven, doesn't even fry them. And I actually, she just made them for me on Tuesday. And they're like, oh, that's the, nice. that's the good stuff. This is now the getting to know you segment of Jets at Noon. <laughs> it is. Every day at 1230 with yeah. Sarah McCarthy. Yeah, thanks, now Sarah. Now you know my favorite chicken wing. 
Getting yeah. to know you. I needed to figure that one out. <laughs> Tomorrow, Anyways, your favorite you. thing to grill with Sarah okay. McCarthy on Jets at Noon. <laughs> How do you like your steak, Sarah? Don't tell us. Save it. Okay. it for Save it for Friday. Friday's a big steak day. <laughs> That's right. Uh, pre-game show gets going here at 4 o'clock. Puck drop at 6 right here on 680 CGOB. The Winnipeg Jets against the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, here's the lineup uh, from the morning skate. Um, and Cliff uh, text the show 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. says, is Connor Hellebuck playing tonight? And hey, text the show. I'd uh, love to get you guys and, and your feedback on. Again, 204-780-6868. Connor Hellebuck is starting tonight. He'll be in the net uh, when things get going at 6 o'clock with the play-by-play on 680 CJOB. The lineups, uh, relatively unchanged. Uh, the only difference is uh, between Axel Janssen, Fjolby, and Sam Gagne. Kevin Stenlin is coming back. Uh, David Gustafson um, is uh, is going to be scratched uh, today. And he, while he's also dealing with injury just uh, day-to-day, I think it's a, uh upper body injury. So uh, Kevin Stenlin, who I think would have went in anyways today if he was good to go. Um, so David Gustafson, uh, dealing with um, upper body injury. Ville Hainola still not 100% due to his illness. Uh, Dylan Sandberg is going to stay in his spot if he feels good. I would expect to perhaps see uh, Ville Hainola. Um, Ville Hainola uh, in the lineup uh, against the Pittsburgh Penguins tomorrow, but we'll have to wait and see. And also news from uh, Mike McIntyre, the Winnipeg Free Press. Saku Manalainen will be activated from IR could be activated from IR by tomorrow, so we could see him in the lineup very, very shortly uh, with the Winnipeg Jets, which means some people are going to go on waivers. We'll have to wait and see uh, what rolls up there. But I wanted to talk to you. I wanted to ask your opinion about this, and, and feel free, everybody, to to, uh, to to jump in as well. 204-780-6868. Hellebuck starting tonight. Would you start Hellebuck again tomorrow in a back-to-back situation and then let David Riddick uh, take the net against uh, Arizona here in town on uh, on Sunday? Yeah, I don't know. Like, it, whenever we talk about this, I immediately wonder, like, if he, with this offense, faces 38 shots and four power plays, then probably not. Yeah. Um, but if he sees 28 shots and one power play, um, it, it, work on this work has a lot to do with it. I, I pose this question too. Like I see that Arizona game on Sunday and I don't want to, you know, we all seen how Arizona beat the jets last year and there's no yeah. easy games, but if you can, I mean, that's, that's what this question comes down to, to me. It's not about if Hellebuck can do it, if the goalie's there, if that, or how busy mm-hmm. it's about, um, can David Riddich, give you the better opportunity to win the game in Pittsburgh. So, I, and I just don't think so. No. I, I think Connor Hellebuck, even on back-to-back nights, is probably against a team like Pittsburgh your best option. Now, that being said, you might see Pittsburgh pump three goals in the first period. And, again, it depends on how much work he's done in tonight's game against Buffalo. But I, I you brought this up, you know, going into the weekend last week. And yeah. I looked at the schedule and I thought, you know what, at this point of the season where you're still trying to fight for first and grind it out and looking at the rest of the schedule for the month, you could very easily put him in back-to-back games, fly home, not play him Sunday, and then fly again and have him that fresh after two flights. Yeah to Montreal, Toronto, and Ottawa coming up next week. So Montreal, Toronto for sure, and then maybe you look at Riddich again for Montreal. But like the idea of running him hard this week with the back-to-back games, he has two flights ahead of him, 
and then just playing him in the game after the second flight without that game against Arizona in between. Yeah, here's why it makes sense to me to play him back-to-back. And, and I think that's a great point you bring up, Jim, to say like if he gets shelled for 39 shots here with three power plays, four power plays, I think it's time to just you know, take a, take a, take a step back here and, 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 you know, decide is, you know, what's best for him long term, which is obviously much more important. Um, and the, the Winnipeg Jets, and, and I will mention this tomorrow. I'm going to tease this heading into tomorrow. The Winnipeg Jets have not done great against the Pittsburgh Penguins since the Atlanta Thrashers arrived here. Um, uh, it's, it's, it hasn't been good. And we'll talk about that more tomorrow, but here's, but a situation where you have Arizona and again, no easy games and like that, but I, I think that's a game that you played David Riddick in. Then you bring Hellebuck in. He plays in Montreal next week. He plays in Toronto next week, and then he plays in Ottawa. And then Riddick gets that back to back against Philadelphia. Well, and that, that's so the other way to look at this is you play Riddick against Pittsburgh, knowing it's back to back nights and, and the, the numbers are what they are in back to back nights. Mm-hmm. And then you bring them home and you have your best option available against teams like Arizona and then on a flight to Montreal. And, you know, obviously he's going to play that Toronto game. Yeah. But I, I just like that's the other way to look at this is to go like, what are your chances on back to back nights? especially if he is really busy. So you put Riddich in, the fresh goalie, and hope the team can, you know, by the third period, leg one out. Oh, and yeah. then and then you just, regardless of who you're playing Sunday, it just happens to be Arizona, having your best fresh option there against a team like Arizona yeah, to... Yeah, it, it just doesn't happen anymore. Goaltenders just don't go on back-to-back situations. I mean, when's the last time that you, you've even heard of that happening? I mean, it, it, happened it, it does this, happen. It happened like last week. Who was it that... Oh, it was the Tampa Bay Lightning. For whatever reason, they went into Chicago and then Minnesota on back-to-back nights before coming here, and it was uh, Elliott getting both starts. Hmm. And I was stunned because I saw him play against Chicago. So the night I was watching them play Minnesota on the Wednesday before playing here Friday, I tuned in the game to see how Tampa Bay was playing, and I was like, why is Elliott playing back-to-back nights? Is Vasilevsky hurt? Hmm. And he just wasn't hurt, and they lost. They no, they beat Chicago. They beat they Chicago four one, and then they got they got pumped by Minnesota. And yeah, then 5-1. they came here, and Vasilevsky um, lost again four mm-hmm. two to the Jets. So it has happened this year, and I, I wondered the philosophy there. Now that could have been just as simple as Vasilevsky's a little banged up, so we're not going to risk it mm-hmm. and just put him in on Friday. I don't know. I don't know why uh, Elliot played back to back nights last week before coming to Winnipeg that Friday, but. Again, it, matchup has a lot to do with it. Um, I don't know. What do you do? Say you're Rick Bonus, and say yeah. he gets 34 shots tonight, win or lose, and sees three power plays. Do you roll with Hellebuck against Pittsburgh the next tomorrow night? No, I wouldn't. If it was something like that, if it was a lighter night, which I, I don't know. Like I, I, I in a perfect scenario, I would play him. I would play him tomorrow. I would. If if everything goes according to the way I guess it's supposed to, which it never does. I'd play him tomorrow on Pittsburgh. I would. The worst case scenario of this is what you, like we talked about this yesterday, should Riddich uh, been pulled or should have Hellebuck been pulled in Detroit? No, I don't think he should have been. And I think that's, a, 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 that was, a, it was like, a, I remember Rick Bonus and previously in this year, there was a, a call that I think was a very low percentage chance of getting a goaltender interference call. He called it because Connor Hellebuck wanted him to do it. He didn't want to break trust with the goaltender. Rick Bonus is not going to pull him in his home t- in his home state in Michigan in front of his family. It's just not going to happen. He's not going to do something like that because it would break the trust between the head coach and the goaltender. And that's why I don't think 
if if you would let two more in, Jim, I think then you have a, have to have a conversation about that in terms of just to get them out of the net and and you know just stop yeah. the bleeding. But five and you know I you know letting six in, I I, I just think that you I don't think that you do something like that. I, I mean, just the don't. worst case scenario is you play Hellebuck tonight. Riddich goes into Pittsburgh and gives up four and has to be pulled, and then Hellebuck has to come in. Like that's worst yeah. case scenario. But after this week, it plays out nicely. Like, it, say you put the backup in against Pittsburgh, Hellebuck comes home and takes on Arizona, goes to Montreal, takes on the Habs, Toronto, and Ottawa. And then on Saturday, and then on the Sunday, you put Riddich in against Philly, you go to Nashville, and you have Hellebuck for Nashville, a flight home in Buffalo and Philly, yeah. and you wrap up the month. So other than this week, it's the only question, because to me, it's pretty straightforward over the next two weeks when Hellebuck's going to play and run Riddich's. Now, the other part of this is, is it's about your starting goaltender, and I mentioned this yesterday. We debate all the time about when Riddick should play and when he needs yeah. action and all this, and I don't think NHL teams think that way at all. Even Daryl Sutter this year said that, you know, I'm going to get Vladar in once a week, mm-hmm. and that went out the window when Markstrom just sucked and himself said, I just suck at hockey right now. They've ridden Markstrom the last five games because they need him to get going. Yeah. So you can have a plan – but the plan I'm trying to emphasize is, in my experience, coaches rarely I- I- incorporate the plan for the backup. They yeah. sort they, It's all about the starter. It's all about, like, he's my starting goal, and especially even more so when it's somebody like Hellebuck or yeah. Markstrom. It's, those are no doubt your number ones. It's not like a situation in Detroit where you have Huso, who's the number one, but also you got these other guys hanging around. It, it, to me, it's clear as day that it's all about Connor Hellebuck and what he wants to do over till the end of the month. And then you get Riddich in a game based on 80% of what Hellebuck wants and the rest of the schedule and how busy Hellebuck is and everything else. 204-780-6868. Get you guys text messages on here. 204-780-6868. This from Mark. Hi, guys. Thanks for reading my text. I don't know why any coach would alternate goalies doesn't breed consistency. Um this from, uh, let's uh, take a look at this one. This one from this texter, he says, give him back-to-backs. He needs to redeem himself for the for- poor showing other night. He will be sharp tonight. John says, David Grittick needs to play more, period. Asking him to come in and save the day in a worst-case scenario, if number 35 goes down, is asking uh, for trouble. Well, this, again, this yeah. is what I'm talking about. I'm sorry. You're not going to worry about David Riddich in case Connor Hellebuck gets hurt. David Riddick's job. So you're going to plan your schedule about playing a guy that you plan 12 to 15 games to make sure he gets 24 games in case something happens. David Riddick's job on this team is to make sure that when Connor Hellebuck needs a game off, that he can step in and he stays above 500. That is the most important thing that he can do. If he finishes this this season over 500, he has done his job. That's what he's supposed to do because David Riddick. What what are you preparing him for, Jim? You're, not, you're preparing him for the offs for the playoffs. Make sure that he's in there. Yeah, maybe there might be yeah. an incident when Connor Hellebuck gets pulled and David Riddick might have to go in, or there's an illness or COVID or whatever. There's a bunch of things that could happen, injury, and he's going to have to be ready to go. But you're not going to be setting up for that position. It's about getting Connor Hellebuck in the right shape. Yeah, and that was my point to just yeah. three minutes ago saying, I, I know we talk like this, and, yeah. and you, the texter, we appreciate you listening and texting that in, but teams don't think that way. They don't think like, oh, I've got to worry about my back. It's the same discussion with Eric Comrie last year. And people are like, three more games, three more games. And I'm like, when you're fighting for your playoff life in February, the last thing you concern yourself with is the ELC or contract status of your backup goalie. You just don't. Mm-hmm. 
and you're seven points out of the playoffs, and and you're not going to go all what is what is my backup goalie's contract status? Your focus is on getting into the playoffs, and that's your sole focus, and everything else plays out the way it does. Yeah. This texture says 37, 37, 33, 33. I'm no coach, but this is the way I would do it. Uh, Mike says, Helly better play perfect tonight. Uh, or Dave, our famous texture on the show, uh, is going to lose his freaking mind. So either way, can't wait till tomorrow. Mike in Manitoba, P.S. Jets win by three. Um, this texture, uh, in my opinion, I think Hainola will be used as trade bait at the deadline to make a push. Just my opinion. Thanks. Yeah, um, I, I, I would. I, I totally agree with that. I think he is going to be. But other people are going like, if if Riddich goes down and then Helmut gets injured, the team is hooped. Well, let's just play this game. <laughs> if Dubois goes down no. and then two weeks later Shifley does, this team is hooped. But this, you don't play games based on if those guys go down. Hey, if we if we lose this game, we're hooped. Or we lose these guys, <laughs> we're hooped. I mean, look at they just played with seven guys out of the lineup, and I thought they're hooped. You There's know three guys in the top six out of the lineup. And they weren't. You find a way. But no way do you manage game to game See, going, if this guy gets... Only with goaltenders do you talk, do, does this conversation come up? Because if there's no one's talking about, let's bring up half of the moose to come up just in case we get injured. Because if they can't play at the NHL level, we're hooped. Nobody's only looking at in, Kevin nobody, Stenland three yeah. months ago going, he needs to play more and on the power play. Because if these two guys go down, we're who? Yeah, it's only a conversation about goaltenders, which yeah. I find a little bit fascinating. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Thanks so much for the text messages, everybody. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Sabres, Jets, pregame at four, puck drop at six, right here on 680 CJOB. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.